Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is my husband, John. I'm husband, John. How's it going, husband, John? I'm, it's, it, well, it's good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's good. It's fine. Good. It's fine. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Um, yes, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we are a married couple. We like to watch TV. And right now, we are re-watching Dexter in preparation for season nine, coming out this fall. Hashtag new blood? Hell yes. New blood. New blood. And we just finished watching episode four of season five. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, but it's the live action version. And it's, it's, I have notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's, let's fucking dive on in then. Uh, straight off the bat, I, this might be the first episode I did not like. I get that. I like parts of it. I like moments of it, but as a whole, and we'll get into it. We're not going to rag on it too much, but this one did not do it for us. No, no. But, it, there, there was a lot of this episode that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And... Unaddressed and uh, mixed messages. Let's get into it. Oh, let's do it. Well, we kick off this episode with Dexter tending to Julia Stiles' wounds in Boyd's original kill room that yeah. is not addressed that nope. they're in there. Nope. It feels like we missed the moment of Dex deciding to bring her there or telling her where she is. Yeah. There's a thousand things that could have happened. Of course she's scared when she wakes up. She's in the cool-looking kill room. Yeah, right? She's in a completely different area. New place, new dude. Oh, my God. But it still looks like the exact same room she saw that man stab a knife into Boyd Fowler. Yeah! So it's terrifying. Anyway, they don't address it. It's fine. Uh, yes, we see what look like whip marks and on her back, and her wrists are all bloody. And Ghost Harry is all up in Dexter's business, talking about how sloppy Dex has been lately. Yeah. Then, when Ghost Harry asks Dex, what's the first rule of the code? He says, never kill an innocent. Dude, how long have we been talking about this motherfucking code and mm-hmm. what the number one rule is well, for the last five seasons? Not just what the first code is, but what's the first one through ten. Do you remember the rhyme that we came up with in season one? That's right! Number one, you must never get caught. Number Number two, two, don't get caught, don't get caught, don't get caught. Number three, motherfucker, don't get caught. Number five, you must not get caught. Number six, (laughs) the first ten are don't get caught. That's right! Number eleven is maybe don't kill an innocent. Seriously! what is this? Oh, my God. And, you know, tale as old as time. Dexter's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> shit. I didn't come up with any Beauty and the Beast puns. Um, <laughs> Thank God. It. We'll yep. get back to it. Well, Ghost Harry isn't sure what Dex's plan is here. And he's like, are you going to nurse her back to health? Like, get out of here and go home to your son. Yes. You fucking spent all day tracking Boyd and going to the hospital and then killing Boyd. You obviously had to dismember him and, like, take care of that shit, right? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Like, how fucking long did he take to take care of Boyd before he decided, let's get Julia Stiles over to the original kill room? Well, actually, that's a really good point. Did he, he didn't, he couldn't have left her M99'd all night and gone to do the boat. It it, it feels like he would have kept her with him or something. Like, that's kind of a, yeah, kind of a weird blind spot. I didn't think about that. Well... When at that moment, Julia Stiles wakes up, who 
again, understandably uh, begins to freak out until <gasps> Dex can floor 99 her. Oh, floor 99! Yes, that's, that's what it is. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> There's not a lot of humor, and I'm not saying that's one of them, but we're, we're trying. <laughs> Dex gets a call from Deb, who reveals that it's morning now. Yeah! <laughs> it's, it's when, in Scott Pilgrim, when he opens the door. Ah! Exactly. Well, Deb asks Dex to stop by a crime scene that she's at for some classic Dexter tingle. We haven't done that in a while. Dex declines on account of leaving Harrison with Sonia all night. Oh, my God. But agrees when he realizes he can police Google Julia Stiles while there. I'm normally a really big fan of Dex lying to people. I think it's it's fun. and well, it's, it's such it's, a big part of the show. It's a big cat and a mouse. It's a chess game. It's fun. Yeah. This is not fun, this episode. Nope. I don't like the way he's treating Deb this whole episode. I don't like the way he's treating a lot of the people in this episode. He's just being very blasé, but he's not doing it in the way that he did in season four when he was very clearly distracted. Yes. Like in this one, he's just being just like, okay. Yeah. Will you take my son? Okay. Bye. Oh, you don't want him? Okay. Bye. Like he's being a little gross in the way he's treating her. Yeah. Yep. And it's hard because people will be like, well, he's a serial killer. And that's the point is that he's talked about this, but they never implemented it this way of him being so cold and so actually disjointed. Exactly. And after four seasons of seeing him like realize his own humanity and realize how how deep of a, you know, feelings guy he actually is Mm -hmm. to see him be this cold and unfeeling is just like. What happened to the guy that I've seen for the last four seasons? Yep. That's the, that's where we're at. <laughs> Dex grabs Julia Stiles' fingerprints and heads over to the crime scene, to which case I do say if Dex doesn't use the crime scene with Sonia later, and he does at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. But I was confused when he walks in later and just is like, sorry. Yes. Again, but, it's the un- the cold, unfeeling bit. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, look, this scene does seem to verify that no one cared about the beheadings. Because now that Dexter shows up, oh my God. there's a crowd of people outside. I can feel the energy. And honestly, maybe it just would have been better if this was kept in the background almost completely. We heard it, but we never saw anything. Oh, sure. Because we're focusing on Dex. And why the fuck does Angel have a bar fight at the beginning of season five? Like, let's relegate everybody for the first two to three episodes to very minor roles. Focus on Dexter and everything. And then when you come in, you can be like, oh, yeah, this is the second beheading. Yeah. Because I felt it. I kind of cared this scene. Me too. Well, also, it was when Dexter walked into the the crime scene. Mm -hmm. And his reaction to the Joker head was probably the most reaction we got from the whole police force. And he's the one that's not supposed to be feeling. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well... Dex runs through the crime scene, and it really shows how helpless Miami Metro is without him. He's oh there for two minutes, yeah. and he does more in that time than the LFI, the, you know, the LFI for the BHB? The LFI for the B... Oh! Oh, my God! Come on, baby. It's the LFI for the BHB, <laughs> the lead forensics investigator for the Bay Harbor Butcher. Yeah. He completely just lapped him again and again and again. Well, and Deb was saying that they were there all night? Yeah. What were they doing all night? Like, like the, more, more of a curious question. I just don't understand what they were doing well, all night. I bet Deb was getting frustrated. 
Officer Rando was trying to passive-aggressively keep her calm, Masuka made a lot of inappropriate jokes, and Quinn wasn't there. That's my guess. I think we found out. We did it. Well, Dex arrives home, and Sonia is fed up. Sonia tells Dex Harrison needs a reliable parent. Yeah. And I really like the quote, My mother used to say, Never lie to someone who trusts you. And <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it like forty percent more exaggerated, but it's just like <laughs> My mother used to say, "Never lie to someone who trusts you, and never trust someone who lies to you." Oh. Uh, it's a very basic quote, yeah. but when you say it in that accent, not that accent, but like the yeah. real good version of that. <laughs> Like um, your actual natural voice, which is oh. an accent to us. If Saoirse Ronan were to tell me that, I'd be like, I'd follow you anywhere. Right? No matter how bad their advice is, <laughs> there's just something just about that, that accent. accent. <laughs> I, I wrote something very similar in my notes, too, mm-hmm. where, like, she was incredibly nice. Like, yeah. for staying over, like, practically 24-7, or, like, or like yeah, that, that the whole 24 hours with Harrison... And she just like, well, that's it. I am leaving. And and it was just like she could have said, it's just like Dexter, you're a fucking cunt, and and I hate you, and I hope you rot in hell. I hope and you it, drown in a lager of beer. Yes, and it still would have been like, oh wow, she's being really sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we look back at the actual script, she was very rude. Yeah. Very racist. That's but right. I just it didn't compute with how. That accent. Ah, it's just gorgeous. I can listen to it all day. Well, yeah, she bails, and Dex tells Harrison, I miss your mom. Oh. Again, supposed to be tongue-in-cheek, but in the same way as Deb earlier, I don't like Dexter using people. Now I know he yelled in a bathroom, in the cabin in the woods bathroom. I know he grieved. I'm not saying that he doesn't miss Rita. I know. But this feels like, I think, one of the first times he said, I miss Rita or I miss your mom. And it's sarcastic, and it's because he doesn't have a babysitter. Yes. I. Oh, my God. I thought the exact same thing. I just, I really, I really don't like him using th- those expressions for his own personal use. This you know? Dexter, it's, yes, I do. Ugh. This Dexter is coming across like what Aster sees. Oh, yes. Dex, when, when they came back, and she's like, my mom's dead. You don't even care. I can see it. Yeah. That's him this whole time. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck about Deb. Doesn't seem to care about Harrison all that much. Yeah, and when he talks about his wife, it's, uh, no, I I wish I could use someone like I used your mom. Like, like it feels that way. It's yes. just harsh, and, and it's uncharacteristic of the Dexter that we know. Yes. Quinn calls that FBI guy. Oh, no. Who's working the Trinity case, <laughs> and he won't let Quinn talk to the Mitchells. I don't understand this investigation technique. If you are the FBI, yeah. why would you not investigate a potential lead? Yes. Like what 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 what? Right? It's like what <laughs> I don't what, I have what, nothing. What? <laughs> I have nothing here. There's no joke. There's just what is this? It's just I just don't understand their motivations. It's like what we were saying uh, in an earlier episode. When the FBI was finally talking to Dexter about uh, the night of Rita's death, mm-hmm. and they ask about the night boating, but then there's no mention whatsoever about the the mountain of Lithgow that he carried on board. Yeah, and 
you know, I whatever. It's just I don't I don't understand how, why they're cherry picking, why the FBI is cherry picking some of these some of this case. You know, I just don't, it, it don't is a it. it is a bit of a, a whiplash effect when you do have a show that has been written so well. Yes. That when you do take even a small step backwards, it's very apparent. I don't think it's this jarring. Is near, yeah, I don't think this is as bad as we're saying. It's just it's jarring, like you said. To oh, now it's bad for a second. Like yeah. I kind of didn't expect that so quickly. But, right. Well, and I mean, yeah, the the previous three episodes, I think we had, yeah, season uh, four. Yeah, we had season four. To we we had season yeah, four. So was, you're right. It was fun and good. We had Rita. Well, look, I guess Quinn realized that he was never going to be able to talk to the Mitchells alone. So he tracked down the FBI guy and is seemingly stalking him to the safe house, which feels easy. Now, yeah. I, I know that Mitchells haven't gone full safe house yet. This is this is one safe house before witness protection. Right. So I get that. But it, I don't know, he follows him right to the safe house. But we see Jonah. <laughs> We see Jonah. Hey, buddy. Um, Rebecca and Sally are there, but they're played by some pretty good lookalikes. Extremely good lookalikes. And I actually, I I noticed, like, I liked the way that they filmed it where you couldn't see their faces, but they had some really good wigs. It was really good, yeah. (laughs) I I actually had to go back and make sure it wasn't Sally, because I know she was covered by the plant, but I'm like, it looked a lot like her. It was, yeah, like, that, that was good. That was clever. Yeah. Well, back at the precinct, Detective Deb and Officer Rando tell everyone they found a partial print on the cigarette. Yay! When Dex and Harrison come in to say hi. Yay! Is this the first time he's brought Harrison in? No. He he had before when he was talking to the FBI. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, and Deb was holding Harrison. Thank but you. like, But like, they were only there for just a second. And, yeah. it, and it was so fresh after Rita that we were still in that yeah. morning Okay, that stage. makes sense. So, but this was the first, like, fun visit. Yeah, because well, I remember Rita bringing him in last season, but he was oh, yeah. just in the stroller and a baby, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so because it feels like La Guerta has never seen Harrison before. I know, she was like, ah, oh, God, those chicks. <laughs> well, Dex sneaks out, and I love Quinn seeing it. Oh, I liked that, too. It was, <laughs> it was Dex just walking away, and then his, like, slide into the door. Yeah. Like, oh, he's up to something. I love it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I love that Quinn does just, like a hawk, he just watches him. Dex gets to his lab, and police Googles uh, Lumen and Pierce, which is her Lumen. name. Lumen! And he steals some of Masuka's drugs for her. Ghost Harry is on Dexter's ass again about using his son as a prop. So Good. thank you, because don't do that. Seriously! And Quinn goes to Dex's lab to check on his computer, but Dex obviously covered his tracks. Yeah, I liked that. It looked like Quinn was just hitting the same button over and over again. He's like, God damn it. Come on. (laughs) Dex pawns Harrison off on Deb because, you know, she's a full-time employed person at work. Who's like a lead detective. In an active murder beheading case, but not her. the kid. Jesus. And when, again, maybe I wouldn't be annoyed if Deb didn't feel annoyed. By the time Deb finds Dex, she feels like she's been holding Harrison for a while. And she's like, okay, there you are. Yeah, well, because, yeah, like, Dexter just dumped Harrison off and then just left. And, yeah, they you saw Harrison getting passed around by a couple of people. But, But yeah, of course it would end up with, well, okay, I don't see Dexter here, Aunt Deb. Yep. It's just, poor Deb. Well, Dex uh, goes back to Lumen's Boyd Kill room 
and Dex gives her the antibiotics, even popping one to show that they're all good. But she, again, understandably, doesn't trust him. Yeah. uh, And gives Dex the name Rachel. I like that. Yeah. Uh, When asked why Lumen wasn't taken to the hospital, Dex confirms that he knows that she knows. He's like, I know you know. And now you know that I know you know. So know that. And Lumen's first accusation is, are you going to sell me? Oh, my God. Heartbreaking. No, it really is. In the same way that I didn't know if my life depended on it, how to get weed in high school, I couldn't (laughs) do it. I couldn't do it. Okay? Uh I don't know how to start with that one. Like, it's it's so outside my wheelhouse Yeah. that I don't even know who to... Who, who? Right? Like, it's, we, we are very, very lucky. Yes. <laughs> and, and yeah, to even just get a little glimpse of this in a fictional setting that isn't even as well written as we'd like, it's still just gut-wrenching and just, what? What? Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Sell her? <gasps> so, um, she tries to escape, which doesn't work. And so Dex leaves vowing to come up with a plan. Which is good, because we're like halfway through this episode. Yeah, right? Let's start with the plan now. <laughs> Dexter Googles Lumen and finds an unpaid hotel bill. Deb is at her wit's end with Harrison and the whole situation, so Dex grabs Harrison and goes to the Lumen Hotel. Um, it feels like they needed Deb to be mad in that scene, so that Dex would take Harrison. Oh, yeah. Like, he normally wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But then the audience would go, hey, but that it's, it's, it's weird because they cover certain holes. In the ship. Yeah. But then there's still, like, three holes. And you're like, we're still sinking, guys. I know. Like, it's nice of you to cover your tracks here, but cover them all. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, so Deb is mad, so he takes Harrison. And when they get to the hotel, oh, my goodness, it is bizarre. And they address it later on. I get that. Yes. But it is bizarre that in an episode where they say the line, Masuka says the line, quote, it's 2010, who smokes anymore? That they would also put a scene of a hotel front desk person smoking directly into Harrison's little grin. Like, right? What? Like, even from, like, a, like a, just an actor standpoint. Right? Don't I know. do that. It's... But, like, and then also, Dexter talks about it later. He's like, sorry, you just smoked your first pack. But, like, what was the point of that? Yeah, like, it, it's, it's like he, he brought Harrison along to, like, you know, tug at some heartstrings. But the woman didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, Dexter could have come alone. Also, let's not take your son when you're on your murder missions. Oh, maybe. That that would have been the thing. You know, that's something I... Oh, man, there's something familiar about that. Hmm? Something about, like, you know, last season where there was a kid that was brought onto, uh, you know, some, some murder scene, and then she grew up to get, you know, a little bit fucked in the head. I'm talking about Christine. Oh, I, I, I thought you were talking about American Idol. I was... <laughs> Like, what season was that? Oh, my. Yeah, it was a fucked, fucked season of American Idol, okay? Pretty cool. <laughs> but she could sing. Well, look, um, I have no transition. <laughs> and I would so much more, I would so much rather talk about your thing. But Dex pretends to be Lumen's husband. And again, do not like him using Harrison and his fake backstories. No. He, and he gets Lumen's luggage. And again, maybe 2010 was different. Drink every time I say that. <laughs> but would they really send you to a collection agency for $320? Yeah. 
Yes, actually. It just feels like a lot of work for everybody. Right? Yeah, I I just That's not... When she said we sent him to a collection agency, I'm like, oh, yeah, because like a week of hotels and, you know what I mean, or two weeks and... Yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's not. If Dex has it in cash, it's not that bad. (laughs) Also, who carries cash? Well, it was 2010. It was 2010. (laughs) Drink, guys. Drink, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh Good Lord. 2010's crazy. Dex goes through Lumen's luggage and finds a letter from mom saying how much her family misses her. Dex drops off the luggage and Lumen goes over all of it and cries when she reads the letter. Uh... Tale as old as time, am I right? <laughs> you, you, Girl you. goes on a trip alone, something involving her father, and mm-hmm. then she gets kidnapped. That's that's true. This is exactly like the plot. That's um, right. <laughs> Quinn will play Chip. Oh my god! <laughs> and LaGuerta is Mrs. Potts. We know that much. I'm having fun with this. I could do this all day. Okay. Anyway. Dex arrives back home where Deb apologizes for earlier, which is bullshit because she was completely completely in the right. Completely. And they have a few beers. Uh, the next day, Dex goes to plead for Sonya back. So Dex tells Sonya that the vague sorry. So Dex tells Sonya the vague truth about last night, and Sonya says she'll give Dex a leap of faith. And here we get to my rant. Yay! What the fuck is this episode title? Why is this episode called Beauty and the Beast? Because it is easily one of the weakest motifs they've done so far they call it beauty and the beast and then within the first two minutes they call lumen sleeping beauty so you're already fucking up your metaphor you should have gone prince and princess if you really and you could do everybody but you don't go back to the beauty and the beast motif and once why did you have this half-assed premise when the real premise of the episode should have been about dex sonya and lumen taking a leap of faith on each other. Boom. That's the episode title. And I. this was before we got to the end and they actually looped it back in. There's no reason this shouldn't have just been called Leap of Faith. It makes more sense. I don't get the Beauty and the Beast motif. Is this romantic? Is Dexter a beast? What is, what, what is this? I'm Leap of Faith. fully on board with you. God damn. Tale as old as time. Oh my God. <laughs> well... Yeah, actually, that, that fits in this one, because I'm just going to go through the rest of the tales. Oh, good. Um, I'm going to get through the rest of the precinct, get through that. We'll, we'll come back with Dex and Lumen towards the end. Let's do it. Masuka accuses Quinn of taking his meds, claiming Quinn uh, took them to protect Deb from his scurvy or whatever. Ew. Yeah, and Masuka keeps, he keeps talking about how chivalrous everyone is in the precinct, but maybe it's not everyone. Maybe everyone else is just normal, respectful. Yes. I just, I don't mind, I like Masuka being this guy, and I like him talking about how chivalrous people are, but not like episode after episode using the same vocabulary. I agree. It's lazy. They're double dipping and like. Well, and also the the kind of language that he's using, at least in this episode in particular, because it's it's it, it has actually bothered me. Yeah. Like scurvy what the fuck and the, and then yeah. like and like the way that he describes deb is gross oh the hottie from the southern hottie from down under yeah, whatever it was yeah like, what? well also there was that weird scene when dex is at the crime scene and masuka has like 45 seconds to be like well it's got it's good to see you working for me again you know under me i wonder if there was just a miscommunication with the writer and the director and Maybe. There has to have been, because this yeah. episode in particular is... It's, just, it's not like any of this is bad. It's kind of just like, what? It's just awkward. What? Yeah. Well, all right. 
Maria tells Angel to go apologize to Sergeant Butthole. Angel apologizes to Sergeant Butthole, who accepts it because he's a butthole and they're <laughs> accepting. Then Angel tells Kyle Reese from IA about his apology to Sergeant Butthole, who doesn't care. Maria bails Angel out, and she and Kyle Reese go talk in her office. Maria asks him what will make this disappear, and he reminds her that Sergeant Butthole said she gives the best blowjob in Miami, which feels ooky. Oh my god, ooky? Ooky? Um, ooky? Again, this is one of those things that I do remember this 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 B-plot, or C-plot, or whatever you want to say it. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about it until the end. Yeah, so. I, I think that's fair. We'll, we'll just leave it at ooky. Out in the bullpen. Well, I'm five years old, so let me. <laughs> if Rita can say rats, then I can say ooky. That's fair. Okay. Out in the bullpen, Deb finds some Joker killing suspects, but Quinn is out stalking Jonah Mitchell. So Angel, Deb, and a whole bunch of cops go to apprehend her suspects. The apartment is a little crowded, uh. um, and but Deb finds their escape hatch uh, once. Through, she sees a bunch of Santa Muerta stuff, and one of the suspects c- comes out with a kid as a hostage, and then slices his throat with a machete to get outside. Um, back outside, Deb is mad. Yeah. This is as much as I can give to this. Jesus, that's a that that's a hell of a recap. You, it would have been really cool if we were interested in it. That's all I'll say. I'm not mad at this. I don't. I don't have any. I just have no feelings towards this. I yeah no I I get that, and I just I I want to. Yeah. I even like. Yeah, I, I, I even, like, tried to, like, oh, the, the Fuentes brothers. I remember the Fuentes brothers. And, yeah. like, and like looking at them and, like, and all of their, you know, very Santa Muerta shrine and, mm-hmm. like, all of this stuff. I, yeah. like, just for a second, I was like, oh, I kind of got a little bit of the um, the Cousins vibe from Breaking Bad. Yeah, for sure. No, there's, a, you could do a lot here. You could do something really cool. And, and yeah, that, that tiny place that's just packed with people you could do something really meaningful there it's it's the same statement we wanted them to make with uh batista growing up cuban in a venezuelan neighborhood and going through all this you could have really had a cool social commentary yes and you didn't so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kick you while you're down but you know um this is interesting the fbi (laughs) takes jonah mitchell to a gas station for no reason you know because the fbi is like Kids got to eat. So let's take him to the gas station. <laughs> Quinn follows him and shows Jonah the pick of decks. And this is still, I don't care. I love it. This is, this is, I, this is good. And it's really? weird and I love it. Jonah is a little unsure of how to answer, uh, which underlines our theory that Jonah was trying to protect Dex for helping him, at least yes, in some way. Absolutely. And Quinn is arrested by the FBI before Jonah can say much of anything else. But... Oh, the, the, and this is the breath of fresh air. It's not good, but I yes. like it. I I like it too. You know? yeah. I like seeing Jonah. Yeah, it was great. Huh? It was good. <laughs> I miss that kid. Maria yells at Quinn back at her office for the whole Kyle Butler situation. Maria puts him on unpaid suspension, but tells him to tell everyone it was vacation time, which I already foresee the drama with Deb, who's like, neck deep in joker heads yeah and quinn is going to be going on this vacation and he can't tell her why because this is the type of situation a toddler could write this this is this is they have good moments this is not one of them agreed laguerta goes on to tell quinn that he's lucky that she doesn't fire him and the only reason she doesn't is because of this would be putting everything on the record and she's embarrassed by it but 
Funnily enough, saving Quinn might have saved Dex. Yep. Oh, it's kind of cool. We haven't, fully, yeah. We, we haven't had one of those little kind of like, oh, that's fun little yeah. moments in a while. So that's the, cool. I like that. I like that too. What, one of those like kind of a butterfly effect kind yeah. of a deal where like one person makes a choice and it's just like, oh, well, that worked out for Dexter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deb meets up with Quinn in the parking lot and he apologizes for not being at the crime scene. Deb wants to stay the night, and Quinn tries to bail, but not really. Now, that's the end of them, so let's get back to the A-plot. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Dex shows up at Lumen's Boyd Fowler kill room to find Lumen on the ground. When Dex investigates, he is sucker punched by a wrench in the face, and he gives chase. This is a long chase sequence. I found it really hard to root for Dexter. The whole time. I am fully with you. Yeah, just, ah, I don't like that. (laughs) Everything that I, well, I mean, we, we don't even know everything that she's been through, but we, the little bit that we know. Yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah. Run away. Run away from the scary murder man. Well, she runs fully into a car full of frat boys, which given the ending of the episode, you can understand why that might get to her. Yeah. Uh, She freaks out. So they drive off and Dex grabs her, puts her in the car and he's driving her somewhere with Ghost Harry in his favorite backseat. Yay! Chastising Dex for everything. Telling Dex that he needs to get her to trust him, but the fuck? So he takes her to the Barrel Girls and shows her the barrels. Tale as old as time, am I right? Oh my god. <laughs> Show the torture victim a bay full of Barrel Girls. That's I, I've used that. I mean, not me, but I would use that <laughs> if I... Whatever the thing is for this, the land. <laughs> I, I tried. Mission succeeded. Mission okay. Um, yeah, he shows her all the barrel girls. And when Lumen asks why she should trust Dex, he says, holy fuck you, it's a leap of faith. And what's most interesting is that he tells Lumen about Rita. Kind yeah, of. Kind of, yeah. And this feels like kind of where the shows divulge. Because... Seasons one through four felt like it was a lot of, I'm a baby bloody boy. Yes. And I am just, I'm filthy right now. I'm covered in so much blood. Who even knows what's going to happen to my brain because of all this blood? (laughs) Right? That's the first four seasons. You did it. These next ones, it feels like he doesn't revisit that a lot. And it's mostly the tragedy that defines him is his wife dying. But that's a very different show. Yes, it is. And yeah. It's yeah, like there's there's something to okay, you you know what it is? I think part of it it feels like it's Dexter still using Rita. That's what it is. It doesn't feel like he's it's real because if it was real, he would hold it inside like a donut box and keep it <laughs> sealed shut like he did for the first you know, 30 years of his life. Exactly. He wouldn't be telling everybody, yeah, my wife died. Ah, she's so dead. That yeah. It, yeah, it does feel kind of disingenuous in the same way that he, when he's like, I miss your mom to Harrison. Exactly. Like, mm, I don't think it's for the right reasons. Yep, that's it. Well, then Dex hands Lumen a knife and she cuts him to prove that he's telling the truth. She's just kind of like, nah, and cuts him and it's to prove a little bit that she's, in control and that he's not going to hurt her. and Yeah, yeah, to try to get her to trust him a little bit. Yeah, just to be like, look, I'm not coming after you. It's, yeah, you've got the weapon. It's all you. Later, Lumen is patching up 
Dex and asks about how Rita died. And I, I really like this. And he responds with painful and cruel, which is, whew, that gets you. But that, yeah. that, again, them never showing us that struggle or that kill, it just, it, it sits in the back of my brain. And I think of the, the just the horrifying, yeah. giant, naked John Lithgow. Oh, uh, just, yeah, just There's thinking a, of the horror. Yeah, of the, that horrible. Oh, God. Painful and cruel, just, ooh, that gets you. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly how she died. That is exactly how she died. And that's the type of shit I like of Dex, this episode, telling the truth. Yeah. But not whole truth, just just vague. Yes, which that is the way that Dexter communicates. And that's and how I, a lot of real people communicate that, anyway. That's true. So it's, he's normal. He, we, we don't need to know every facet of your life. No, we don't. But yeah, like the this conversation in particular, I I did like Dexter, just and just the way that he was communicating with her. It, For sure, it was it was a little bit better than <laughs> than what we were what we have been saying this this whole episode of what he was like. Like I, For sure. I think this scene was a little bit more of that true Dexter that that we know. I'm certain we're gonna go back to normal the rest of the season or we'll have some good moments and have a few more bad ones but sure i i think this is kind of just a weird they tried something i'm never going to be mad at them for trying something oh of course not i also don't have to like it yes well and i think without giving anything away i think that they the writers in particular do learn some lessons from this episode if you were talking about the CinemaCon interview that they were having today about season nine, <laughs> you'd be very correct. <laughs> so all they were like, yeah, we learned a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stop saying that so loudly. <laughs> we all know, but God, you don't have to talk about it. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael, are you telling everyone the truth again? Oh my God, Michael. Michael. Okay, well, let's... <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Okay, okay. Lumen talks about what happened to her, and she was locked up for an indeterminate amount of time. Dex tells Lumen that she can go home now because Boyd is dead. And Lumen reveals that there were others, not just Boyd. And we get the drop. It's not the Barrel Girls murders. It's a couple of Barrel Boys. Oh, no! The Barrel Boys! Watch out! The Barrel Boys are coming! Like... I want to make fun of them because it's the dumbest name I've ever heard of. But it's grotesque. Yes. They got cool barrels and girls, or girls and barrels. But yeah, that's so cool. I don't know. This is Also, why don't they do the Breaking Bad thing where they, they de- uh, decompose entirely? Like, why are there still bodies in there? Yeah, like, why hold on to them if you're... Well, even, if they're, even if they're in there, just have them be just buckets just, of blood or whatever it is. Yeah. Just a like, barrel of blood. Just... Open up one one of the barrels and like you know pull out a little bone. It's like yeah, good times. Remember this bone? Yeah. Just look. They should have watched Breaking Bad. Anyway, <laughs> I I hate. I'm really. I feel really bad. This feels like our easily most negative episode. Uh, um, yeah, it definitely is. I we'll figure this out. If if this is the way that they're going to take it, we'll make sure to readjust our perspectives so that we're not shitting on it every week. It was of course. Just a lot right here. Yes, but, exactly. And. And yeah, this that this is a rough episode, but thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Yeah, and, and yeah. I'm I'm excited for the new ones because that means we're not rewatching this episode. Yep, so that's right. We'll have new Dexter. Yay! Kind of. Yay! Okay, well then, 
that's going to be our episode. Just a little bit shorter today, but don't you worry. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll we'll get into some some better stuff. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. We so appreciate you. And if you would like to contact us, our email address is tiltdeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the socials. We'll talk to you there. Have a nice day. His name's B-O-Y. B-O-Y-D. B-O-Y-D-E. Boyd Fowler.